Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntingdon. Dr. Susan Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To talk to Dr. Plank with your health questions, call 412-825-6262. That's 412-825-6262. And now, Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. Hello, welcome, welcome to Wellness and Loss with Dr. Susan. I'm Dr. Susan Plank, the founder and director of the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntington. So you can reach me there at 724-863-5420. If you want to call in today, the radio show with any questions, the number here, 412-825-6262. Again, 412-825-6262. So I know many of you may not be fans of social media, but if, uh, if you are or you tolerate it, uh, I would really, truly invite you to head over to my Facebook page, Dr. Plank's Norwin Wellness Center. Take a look under videos there. Uh, I just did a uh, webinar the last two weeks on Hashimoto's and boosting um, your metabolism. So that is going to be there under videos. You can, you can watch that. And also, too, there is a video of a case history that I'm actually going to be discussing uh, today that uh, I've really just got some tremendous feedback on. So it's about how to decrease your cholesterol, but also your waistline, quickly. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about today, and let's just sort of get to it. So we know that that typically February we think of Valentine's Day, right? And I've been talking about inflammation, and so uh, today I'd really talk, like to talk about heart disease with inflammation. So heart disease is the leading cause of death for both men and women in the United States and also in the world. Heart disease is a term, it's used to describe sort of several conditions that all get lumped together, Um, but it's related to a buildup of plaque in the walls of the arteries. And as that plaque builds up, the arteries narrow, and this makes it more difficult for blood flow, creates Uh, increased demand on the heart, uh, a risk for heart attack and stroke, and it makes the heart work harder. So now that we sort of got that out there, you might be asking yourself, well, how do I know? How do I know if I have any of those risk factors? How do I know that if that process, because it is, right, we always talk about the process of things. So, you know, you, I go to see my doc, you know, hey, my cholesterol might be a little high, um, but, you know, they tell me not to worry about it and never said anything about me having heart disease. So if my doc says I don't have heart disease, why should I worry about it? So the patient risk continues to climb for these cardiometabolic diseases. And yet many folks, many patients, 
are unaware of their own risk. And this includes millions, that's with an M, millions of us and folks that have pre-diabetes. So millions of our our comrades here, millions of our patriots, millions of our folks, our countrymen, are walking around pre-diabetic, and they have no idea. And yet that is a risk factor for heart disease. So if you don't understand your risk, chances are you're unlikely to take any actions to prevent something and to prevent the progression because you're not even aware that it's a concern. So the following factors are greatly increasing the risk of heart disease. Smoking tobacco, high blood pressure. Hey, I know we all want to say, oh, well, it goes up. It goes up when they take blood pressure. It's, it's white coat syndrome. Usually it's all okay. Usually it's perfectly fine. But is it? High cholesterol, physical inactivity, obesity, being overweight, that's 74% of the population right there. Hereditary can play a factor in unmanaged diabetes. This is a huge list, right? The risk factors are overwhelming. And some of you listening have multiple on that list of risk factors. Some of you have multiple on that list, but you're sitting here thinking, oh, nobody's ever told me I, don't, I have any of those things. But you have them. So the good news is that numerous studies have offered solutions to lowering your risk, and it's by lifestyle and dietary changes. And that works even if you're predisposed, even if you have these genetic SNPs that open you up to heart disease. The Food and Drug Administration has the following list on their website for some general lifestyle changes you can make to reduce the threat of heart disease. Quit or don't start smoking. Regular exercise. Get to a healthy weight and then maintain it. Get there and maintain it. And eat a heart-healthy diet. So a heart-healthy diet, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables with each meal. We're trying to get the nine servings a day. We're not, we're not even close. Nine servings a day, fruit and vegetables. We want to limit the saturated fat and sugars. If you choose to eat meats, and I hope, I, honestly, I hope that you do, because they're, they're, they're good for hormone balance and, and uh, blood sugar control, but try to pick the leanest cuts, right? Prepare them in a healthy way. Now, I do want to, I want to sort of bust a myth here. Through the years, red meat and cholesterol have gotten bad wraps. Like heart disease, you'd think, if you've been around for any length of time, you'd almost think that heart disease, well, you have to be eating red meat to have heart disease. Like they've made this correlation that heart, uh, red meat is just bad 
and you're going to keel over from a heart attack if you eat red meat. And then for a while we went to cholesterol, right? Cholesterol, oh, oh we got to lower all cholesterols. Folks, it's just not true. So is cholesterol important? Yeah, but not to the point where we're driving it so low that now we're decreasing our body's ability to make hormones. All our hormones are made out of cholesterol. Our steroid hormones are made out of cholesterol. That includes our adrenals. That includes our sex hormones. So depending on what you're eating, and I I bet you don't realize this, you can actually be getting more cholesterol from chicken than you get from beef. Did you know that a chicken thigh or chicken leg, the dark meat, actually has more cholesterol than a porterhouse, a ribeye, or a chuck roast? So there's these sort of fallacies that we've been fed. These fallacies become, oh, well, you know, if I'm worried about my heart, I'm going to eat more chicken. Commercials, right? So it even helps if you remove the excess fat. So even if you're going to eat a steak and you, you take off the fat, don't eat the fat, you're, you're improving that. You're eating less cholesterol right there. But there are these sort of myths and these fallacies that you should be picking one protein source over another. And we have to challenge those. So there has been this methodical marketing campaign to demonize beef. Now, honestly, if you already have heart disease, hypertension, high cholesterol, you know, your gallbladder is kicking in or you've had your gallbladder removed, your liver enzymes are elevated, you know, I want you to know this. I want to get specific here. Can cholesterol be dangerous? Yes, absolutely. In conjunction with inflammation. That's the part we don't hear about. That's the part that nobody tells us, not even the medical professionals. Cholesterol is dangerous when it's coupled with inflammation. And over the last couple weeks, we've talked about what causes inflammation. Food, stress, and infection. Okay? Food causes inflammation. Food can also cause the cholesterol. But it's the two together. When you couple that cholesterol with inflammation, now we got we got a bad storm starting to stir. So the problem is that all the focus is on cholesterol or all the focus is on beef. And people just keep going, oh, I'm gonna eat whatever I want unless my cholesterol's high, then I have to watch these I have to watch beef. I'm gonna keep eating the chicken. So as we've discussed over the last couple of weeks, inflammation is involved in digestible disorders, bloat, constipation, diarrhea. It's involved in stress, right? You lose someone, you're stressed out. That's stress, inflammation. We heard from my guest last week, Amy Lynn Walsh, even watching an action movie, right? I'm a Liam Neeson fan. Watching an action movie can cause stress, which can trigger inflammation. And we discussed inflammation at the bottom of women's issues, weight gain, obesity, polycystic ovary syndrome, heavy menstrual cycles, endometriosis, and like I just said, my webinar, Hashimoto's, all inflammation. 
the medical establishment makes these general recommendations when it comes to heart disease. And yet heart disease continues to be the number one killer in our country and the world. So what I'm saying, and to get specific here, is I can't sign on to beef being the bad guy. And let's blame beef for heart disease. Did you know last year China and India had higher numbers of heart disease deaths than the United States? In India, they worship cows. So I doubt that beef consumption is the cause in India. But here's my point. Some people, in some people, beef is inflammatory. So yes, for that individual, beef can be driving heart disease because it's the inflammation and as a animal protein, it's going to have cholesterol to it. But in some folks, chicken is inflammatory. And so now we're going to have the inflammation from the food they're eating, chicken coupled with an animal protein, the animal source is cholesterol. The chicken can drive the, the heart disease just as much as the beef can. But our medical profession doesn't even get to the point of usually measuring these inflammatory markers. They're just blaming it all on cholesterol. So do you guys understand what I'm saying? I can't just generally blame one animal source for carzoning heart disease or hypertension. It matters what the inflammatory foods are for a person. Then it matters what that person's cholesterol levels are. So, yes, beef could be a culprit. Chicken could be a culprit. Veal could be a culprit. Lamb could be a culprit. Animal proteins contain cholesterol. Cholesterol is not the bad guy. It needs a partner, and that partner is inflammation. So the inflammation of the food in combination with an elevated cholesterol can lead to bad news for someone. So imagine then, you know, you're getting the elevated cholesterol with the inflammation. That's what's inflaming arteries. That's what's oxidizing the cholesterol. And that cholesterol is oxidized, it's irritated, and it's flowing through inflamed arteries. Hey, I was raised in a family on a farm. We had fried bacon and eggs every Sunday morning. Fried bacon, eggs, hash browns. Imagine, imagine if someone is sensitive to pork. It's inflammatory. Imagine if egg whites are inflammatory or egg yolks. And now we're going to crack them and put them in some superheated oil and we're going to fry them up and that's what we're going to eat. The cholesterol in those eggs coupled with the inflammatory potential of that food is what opens someone up for heart disease. 
So I hope this is making sense for you. So over last weekend, uh, I did a video. I said it's on my Facebook page, Dr. Planck's Norm Wellness, if you want to go check it out. I had a new client. He's feeling a little lousy, gaining weight. thought he was getting Alzheimer's. His dad is forgetful. He's in his mid-50s. He hadn't felt good for two years. He had repeatedly gone to his medical doc. You know, they ran some blood work, basic stuff, and they pronounced you're healthy. You've gained some weight. Your cholesterol's a little elevated, but there's not really anything wrong. There's not really anything that you should worry about. Your advice? Try eating a little less and try to get some more exercise. How many of you have been given that brilliant medical advice? So the guy lost faith in his doc. He didn't go back. He knew something was wrong. He felt crappy. He felt lousy. This is right at the beginning of the pandemic. So now through the pandemic, he, like a lot of people, gained more weight. He's self-employed. Had to go in lockdown. Now he's stressed out. He's taken a financial hit. He's snoring. He's driving his wife crazy. He had acid reflux, which is waking up every night. And his wife just, like, sort of put her foot down and said, you have to do something. So in December, a couple months ago, two months ago, he gives me a call. Nice guy. Sweet heart of a guy. I want to feel better. I know I need to lose some weight. My wife can't take it anymore. But it's the holidays. Like Christmas was the next week. It's the holidays. I don't want to do anything during the holidays. But come January 1st, I want you to help me. So, sure enough, beginning January, he goes and gets his labs done. I get his labs back. I almost fell off my chair. His blood sugar was triple digits. His cholesterol was over 250. His triglycerides were higher than his total cholesterol. His LDL was over 150. And just so you guys know, his ferritin level, which I order ferritin levels, that's stored iron, but it's also an indicator for heart disease. It was three times higher than normal. This guy felt lousy. His wife had had it because she couldn't get a good night's sleep. He's worried about losing some weight, having some more energy. He was a walking heart attack. I hate to say this, but if this guy had followed the doctor's advice, if he had started exercising, 
he and I wouldn't have been working together. I doubt that he would have been alive. He was a walking heart attack. Everything was there. Everything was in lapse. Everything showed. It was all in place. Inflammation through the roof. The elevated cholesterol, triglycerides, oxidized LDL, triple-digit blood sugar. Elevated insulin resistance score and an elevated C peptide, which you might never have heard of that one. But an elevated C peptide is an indicator for death due to cardiovascular disease. C peptide can actually predict if you're going to die from cardiovascular disease. It wasn't a matter of when. Not like, oh, you know, at this rate, you you might have a heart attack. It was, sir, we got to do something now. You are going to have a heart attack. You are going to have a stroke. It's not if, it's when. So I'm going to share with you, but I really hope you go over and check out that video because I go more in depth. But that was a wake-up call for him. And it is miraculous his story. You see, he decided at the end of last year that it's time to make a change. He weighed in the beginning of January at 270. As of this morning, this morning, 244. He's lost 26 pounds in 50 days. These are not normal results but they are his actual results. Imagine 270 January 1st and February 19th, 244. Because I do this e-health thing, I'm, I'm measuring daily. I'm measuring weight, body fat, lean muscle, water. So this is a message I got from him, February 4th. It's been one month since I started the programs and I stopped drinking. I have lost 20 pounds. I went from having heartburn constantly to not having it at all. I am sleeping much better. My feet hurt much less. I can trim my toenails again. My sex drive is back. I can't even describe how much better I feel than I did a month ago. Amazing. Those are his words. So a few days after that, he he said, I, I really want to start exercising. And I said, no way until we get fresh labs. His blood sugar 
went from 113 to 99. 33 days apart, 113 to 99. Cholesterol from 250 to 199, 20% drop. Triglycerides were 278. That's January 5th. On February 10th, 126. 278 to 126 in one month, a 55% drop. Does he have more work to do? Absolutely. But we did this by changing his diet. We looked at what was causing the inflammation. And it was animal protein, and that's what we changed, guys. We did this all naturally. You're not going to get results like that with a medication. We have a 20% increase in obesity in the last 30 years. 84 million people have prediabetes, and 90% of those don't know it. 90%. Do you know that insulin resistance is identifiable prior to prediabetes? Insulin resistance. You can actually identify it on labs 10 years before somebody becomes diabetic. 10 years. But are are these labs being utilized? When was the last time you were checked for insulin resistance? but chances are you're going to end up being diabetic. These are collectively known as metabolic syndrome. So if you have a pen handy, write this down. If you have an HDL less than 40 in men and less than 50 in women, it's a risk factor for metabolic syndrome, heart disease, diabetes. If your triglycerides are greater than or equal to 150, metabolic syndrome, heart disease, diabetes, a glucose greater than 110, blood pressure greater than 130 over 85, if your waist measurement as a man is greater than 40 inches or a woman greater than 35 inches, your waist. These are all risk factors for metabolic syndrome. Diabetes, hypertension, gallbladder disease, osteoarthritis, cardiovascular disease. They're killing us. It's an epidemic. Whatever the medical profession is doing is not working. And yet, naturally, nutritionally, we can reverse it because I just did it in less than six weeks, 33 days. Please check out that video. Thanks so much for being here today. Protect your heart because chances are you've given it to someone who truly loves you and they want you around. Have a great week. Give me a call, 724-863-5420 at the office. I'd be more than happy to talk to you and see how I can best help you. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, hosted by Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon. 
Dr. Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To make an appointment with Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center, call 724-863-5420. That's 724-863-5420. And listen again for another edition of Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon, here on KHB Radio.